You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Chris Robinson Travel Show. Heard every Saturday and Sunday morning at 11 on Zoomer Radio. From exotic locales a continent away to weekend stays down the highway, pack a suitcase and your vacation imagination. It's time for the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio. Welcome to the Travel Show and welcome to the Land of Origins. To the place where mankind had its very first origins, as 3.2 million year old Lucy testifies. Where industry first began over 2 million years ago with the first stone tools. To one of the world's first great empires, born of the union of King Solomon and the Queen of Sheba. To the land that gave us coffee, and to the land that remains the origin of the mighty River Nile. I'm Chris Robinson, and I invite you to travel with me for the next hour as I journey around Ethiopia, truly the land of origins. I'm starting my Ethiopian journey at the top by meeting with Mr. Johannes Tillerhun, who is the CEO of the Ethiopian Tourism Organization here in Addis Ababa. Welcome to the Travel Show, and thank you for talking with me and, and help, helping to guide my journey around Ethiopia. Well, thank you. First of all, thank you uh, very much for having me on your show, and uh, welcome to Ethiopia. Welcome. Thank uh, you. Uh, Ethiopia is, is known as the land of the origins. Land of origins is such a great phrase that. What should I see that will bring this phrase to life? First of all, what Ethiopia, the land of origin, what we're known is for what's known as Lucy. It's the first original, uh, I believe, uh, fossil, a human skeleton that's about 3.2 or 3.3 million years old, which is on display at the Ethiopian Museum. That's one. Second one is the city of Aksum, which is on the north of Ethiopia, which is one of the original civilization uh, of the world. Uh, the third one is Lalibela, which is a church that was built uh, out of a single rock about a thousand years ago, uh, which is, you have to come and see it. It's absolutely breathtaking. And obviously, Gondor, one of the first castles in Africa. And this is one of the many things that you'll be able to come to see when you come to Ethiopia. I also want to explore the landscapes and the wildlife of Ethiopia. Where shall I go to see some of that? We can start with Lake Tana. Lake Tana is the origin of the Blue Nile, which goes from here all the way to different countries and all the way to ends up uh, through Egypt and the Mediterranean. It's just an amazing, amazing, amazing sight to see. Uh, the Semin Mountains beautiful. Uh, they have different kind of wildlife. Some of them are indigenous only to Ethiopia. The landscape, the view, the sunset, the sunrise is amazing to look at. And then also the Rift Valley as uh, considered what we call the Nan Danakle. Uh, anyone can go there and it's uh, known as uh, Erstali, which is a live volcano. To my understanding, if I'm correct, it's one of the hottest, if not the hottest place on earth. And, and these are the beginning, the, 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 one of the many things you could be able to see when you come to Ethiopia. Okay, and, and most of all, I guess, I'd, I'd like to experience the unique people and the unique culture of Ethiopia. Yeah. 
you will be able to see the different tribes, the different language, the different religions, and everyone living together peacefully. Uh, if you go to the south, some of the cultural landscape are such as Konso, the southern people uh, of Hammer, uh, and then the foods, the drinks, uh, everything is just amazing in Ethiopia. I mean, I, don't, I, I will need a book to tell you everything. <laughs> don't worry, I'll write the book when I've made the journey. Thank you so much for spending Pleasure. some time with me, Johannes. Thank really you. appreciate it. I can't wait to see it all. Thank you. Look forward to having you back again. My companion on this Ethiopian adventure is Welde Berhe from the Ethiopian Tourism Organization. We're starting our tour in the bustling capital city of Addis Ababa. Where are we going first, Welde? Thank you, Chris, and uh, we are happy to have you here in Ethiopia. We're in Addis Ababa, the capital. Addis Ababa means new flower and we are in the capital of Ethiopia. So first we'll go to the National Museum, which is a rich in collection of prehistoric, paleontological, and archaeological uh, sites of Ethiopia. So Ethiopia has a long history, starting from the beginning of humankind. So it will, the National Museum will give us uh, I mean, how the human evolution comes to today's world and what was the Ethiopian civilizations, what are the heritages, the treasures and the legacies that the Ethiopian civilization has left behind. Well, I can't wait to start. Let's hit the road. The National Museum in Addis Ababa holds many treasures, but none can compare to the artifact that I have come here to see because I have a date with a young lady called Lucy. She is the most famous fossil hominin ever discovered, and her story has rewritten the way we view our own human evolution. She was discovered in 1974 in the remote Awash Valley here in Ethiopia by Donald Johansson, and her remarkably complete skeleton has been dated at 3.2 million years. Her species is Australopithecus afarensis, but she indisputably walked upright unimaginably long ago. And here she is, Lucy herself. I'm standing right by her. She's a mere three feet, seven inches tall, and she weighed only about 64 pounds, but she is nonetheless a remarkable human forebear. It's amazingly humbling to be in her presence, to see a visual evidence of our most ancient roots. It makes the very hairs on the back of my neck stick up. And her name, Lucy, well, from Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, which was playing in the camp when she was found. But I much prefer her name in the local Amharic language, Dinkinesh, which means literally, you are marvelous, because she truly is. After the time-traveling experience of meeting Lucy, I think I need a coffee. Any suggestions, will they? Actually, coffee is originated in Ethiopia in a place called Kaffa. Even the name coffee, coffee, caffeine in different languages is derived from that specific place where coffee was originated for the first time. So coffee is Ethiopia's gift to the rest of the world. And the Ethiopian coffee, uh, there is organic coffee and most of the coffee is collected from the forest, naturally grown. So we'll go to the coffee garden where we will get different flavors of coffee from different parts of Ethiopia. And the coffee garden is owned by a very known entrepreneur lady by the name Bethlehem Tlahon, and she will join us in the coffee uh, time too. Wonderful. So a good cup of coffee and a chance to meet with Bethlehem. 
Well, Ethiopia is the land of origins, and coffee is a great example of this. So I've sat down with Bethlehem Telahun Alimo in the Garden of Coffee in Addis Ababa to find out a little more. So Bethlehem, coffee is in the very DNA of this country, isn't it? So when I grew up, I watched uh, my grandma, my mom waking up in the morning and roasting coffee every day, again and again. So I wonder why people are in love with coffee every day and what's the secret and I, I couldn't wait to taste it because as a kid it's not allowed in Ethiopia to taste any kind of coffee so when I grow up I understand why people love coffee in the morning so I set out to start this company and I just launched Garden of Coffee this cafe in February and as you can see it's already crowded and people yes. are already buying our products all over the world for sure and coffee here is, is so different I mean, you're talking about 700,000 individual small coffee Coffee farm. Isn't that amazing? Yes, it is. It truly is. And it's, and it's so much of a, a hand uh, uh, roasted, it's, it's personal. It's So people in Ethiopia, they do have a very special attachment with coffee. So with coffee, people sit down around the table, have a conversation. That's how we, you know, have different kinds of ideas or even information. People are going to come from the neighbors and share that information. If you see women around the community, this is one of the things that get them together to sit around that coffee ceremony that Ethiopia have. So it's, it's an amazing experience to be part of this, to see this. It's part of the Ethiopian culture. It is, it is. So congratulations. Thank you I so can't much. wait to taste the coffee. Please, <laughs> let's go downstairs to that. The flavours of the different coffee roasts I savoured in the Garden of Coffee were exquisite and at a different level to any coffee I've ever tasted before. It's just a part of what makes Ethiopia so, so different. To find out more about this unique destination, do check out ethiopia.travel. Ethiopian Airlines offers direct flights from Toronto to Addis Ababa three times a week and convenient connections including Montreal. Their website is ethiopianairlines.ca. We're about to travel northwards in Ethiopia to the source of the Blue Nile, to legendary Gondar, and to the spectacular Simeon Mountains. So don't go away. We'll be back after a short break. You're listening to The Chris Robinson Travel Show. Bob Dylan in person. Early one morning the sun was shining. Bob Dylan and his band. July 5th at the Air Canada Centre. An unforgettable evening with Bob Dylan. Reserve seats on sale now at LiveNation.com and Ticketmaster.ca. Don't miss Bob Dylan. Show starts promptly at 8 p.m. Flyman Fitness offers the best in home health care products. They carry a variety of mobility aids to help you live a more independent life. See Flyman Fitness this month for their big mobility scooter sale. Choose from a large selection of mobility scooters with savings of up to $1,400. Take one home today with payments starting as low as $55 per month OAC. Let qualified product specialists help you find the right scooter for your mobility needs. Visit your local Flyman Fitness store or go online at flamanfitness.com. Maybe it'll be your neighbor comes up to you after, says, I never met your father, but now I feel like I know him. Maybe a song he always sang. It'll catch you by surprise at the reception. As guests arrive and sign the book, 
Maybe it'll be his golf clubs propped up against his favorite old chair. Close your eyes. It's like he's there. Turner and Porter. For the love of your loved one. Celebrate Canada's 150th birthday this July with Mandarin. Feast on over 150 delicious dishes, including Canadian foods like poutine, maple barbecue ribs, chocolate dipped bacon, and more. Plus, get a free Canada 150 travel cup with takeout or delivery on orders of $45 or more before tax while supplies last. Visit mandarinrestaurant.com and celebrate Canada today. A celebration of taste, Mandarin. I don't often see the same show twice, but with Cavalia Odiseo, that's a whole different story. I saw the show with my husband and our 13-year-old son, and I got to tell you, my son has never been a fan of horses, so I wasn't quite sure what to expect. Bottom line, we loved it from start to finish. The horses, the acrobats, the riders, it was so exciting. It was so elegant, almost dreamlike. It reminded me of those magical storybooks that we all read as children. Cavalio de Sego is one of the few shows that I would see over and over again. Join the Ontario government and Forests Ontario in planting 3 million trees. Let's celebrate our 150th year as a province. Visit greenleafchallenge.ca to learn more and make your trees count. Paid for by the Government of Ontario. He's been there, done that. And wants to go back. You're listening to the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio. Salam and welcome back to the Travel Show on location, traveling in Ethiopia. I have traveled north now from Addis Ababa to the famed source of the Blue Nile. And here I spent the day exploring with a local guide. Some places seem a million miles away and some places seem a million years away as well in time. And this is a place like that. I'm with my guide for the day, a gentleman by the name of Mars. And Mars, thank you so much for taking me to this very special place. Thank you, sir. We have started off from the city of Bahiyadar, which is about 500 kilometers north of Addis Ababa. Yeah, you are right. You are now here, almost 578 kilometers far from the main capital city of Ethiopia, Addis Ababa. And we are on the shores of Lake Tana, and Lake Tana has a very, very special place in world geography. Actually, yes. Uh, now you are here after almost 15 kilometers far from the lake. Actually, this lake is the biggest lake in Ethiopia, but the third biggest lake in Africa, next to Victoria and Tanganyika. And you are here also as a source of the Blue Nile River. That's the source of the Nile that the Victorian explorers were searching for for so many years and uh, underwent so much toil and trouble. And we've just come across on a beautiful uh, boat on the, the lake. Uh, it's, it's really quite an extraordinary journey. Yeah, actually, you are lucky. Uh, now we are in the monastery. After the monastery, we have a time to see the Blue Nile River that outlet from the lake. On the way, we'll see hippos on the Blue Nile River. <laughs> and here we are on a peninsula uh, that juts out into Lake Tana. It's, it's an area, along with the islands in the lake, that hosts a very special treasure. Yeah, we saw monasteries. That's one of the 
famous monastery on Lake Tana. We call it uh, Ora Kidana Mherat. Actually, in Ethiopia, we have more than 70,000 churches, especially the northern part of Ethiopia has historical roots. It was a, a lovely walk through the forest, 20 minutes walk, with the bird songs and the vervet monkeys swinging overhead. And then we came to this, this round church with its history written on the walls, coloured in beautiful frescoes on the walls of the round uh, monastery. Actually, that's why last two years ago, this lake listed as a heritage on UNESCO about biosphere reservation. This one is one of the best ones circular design that means the glory of god is unlimited like alpha and omega and as we went around this this circle the story of the ethiopian orthodox bible was spread out before us in pictures that have remained vivid for hundreds of years yes actually the church that have three sections especially the middle of the church we have we call it the holy of holy in that part all four quadrants decorated by painting all paintings a copy of a holy book the main mission or purpose of those paintings it is a way how teach the gospel for the people that couldn't read the Bible at all. Mas, thank you so much for guiding me across the, the wonderful Lake Tana to the Zege Peninsula and to this monastery. It really is a very special place. Thank you, sir. After the beautiful monasteries of Lake Tana, well, Dave, where is our journey in Ethiopia going to take us next? The next destination is the Gondar, which we call most of the time the Camelot of Africa. And it was the capital city of Ethiopia starting from 17th century. And there, there are so many castles. Unlike other uh, royal family, the Gondorian, uh, each king has to left his own castle and his own legacy. And they are beautiful enough. And hopefully you will enjoy visiting these amazing castles. Gondor is rightly called the Camelot of Africa and it is one of nine UNESCO World Heritage Sites in Ethiopia. This amazing place was the capital city of Ethiopia from 1636 until the mid-1800s. A natural fortress surrounded by mountains, it's a spectacular setting for six fairy tale castles, three churches and a royal compound comprising dining halls, libraries and even a sauna. The mix of architectural styles is fascinating. At the time Gondor was built, Ethiopia had many trading contacts with the known world and the castles include influences from Portugal and India, as well as exhibiting details from Moorish and the indigenous Ethiopian Aksumite styles. Each emperor built his own castle, partly to leave a legacy of his own creation and partly to confuse any aggressor who would not know which of the many castles was occupied by the current emperor. This assemblage of fairy tale castles in the middle of the Ethiopian highlands is just one more surprise that awaits visitors to Ethiopia. And this is also where the visitor will discover the Debre Baram Selassie Church, which was consecrated in 1693. It is the only church in Gondor to survive the Mahdist attack from Sudan in 1888. The story goes that the attackers were repulsed by a swarm of bees sent by God. Well, thank goodness for the bees, because they preserved what is now the most famous and vibrant ecclesiastical artwork in Ethiopia. The ceiling is adorned with 17th century paintings of 80 cherubic faces. 160 eyes all look the same way, apparently to remind us of the one true path to God and the fact that he's always watching us. Gondor is hugely impressive. It is strange, wonderful, and uniquely Ethiopian. 
Well, after all these wonderful buildings here in Gondar, it's perhaps time for a more natural break. Have you got any suggestions? Well, they, where are we going to go to next? I don't know how to describe the Samir Mountain National Park. It's one of the spectacular landscapes where you can see even endemic mammals of Tilada Babon, maybe 400 at a time. And uh, it is the highest mountains in Ethiopia are found in this, in this national park. So in terms of fauna, flora, and amazing landscape, I have been so many times to Semen Mountain National Park, but I always visit it as a newcomer. Well, Day was so right. The Simeon Mountain National Park is truly a spectacular landscape, with 12 peaks over 4,000 metres high, great precipices of sheer cliffs dropping 1,500 metres into space. It is every bit as awe-inspiring as the Grand Canyon itself. Along with leopards, hyenas and jackals, there are also three uniquely Ethiopian mammals in the park. The Ethiopian wolf, the Walia ibex and the really unique Gelada baboon. It's called the bleeding heart baboon because of the bright red heart-shaped markings on its chest and it is the world's only ground-living, grass-eating primate. I'm here at the Simeon Lodge in the heart of the National Park at 3,260 metres. It's actually Africa's highest hotel. And Worldy and I are going out to see if we can track down a band of Gelada baboon on the high cliffs of Simeon. Trekking in Simeon National Park with Welday. Welday, we have uh, caught up with a troop of baboons, and these are no ordinary baboons. Uh, yeah, actually, as uh, you have seen, Simeon Mountain is the most spectacular landscape on Earth. And you really appreciate nature or God who creates this amazing landscape. And in front of us, we are looking around maybe 200 plus. You cannot find them elsewhere in the world except here in this national park. And these, we, are, we were just a few feet away from them when we were watching the, the big males with their red chests and their long, long hair because it's cold up here. We're at, what, 3,500 metres perhaps? Yeah, you know, the, this is a big group of baboons and each of those big mammals are the leaders of their family. So maybe here there are maybe 20 to 30 family of baboons are very close to us. I mean, I think we can shake our hands with them. I think you're right. We're that close to them, and it's such a privilege to be amongst this amazing wildlife, particularly such a rare species as the gelada baboon. It's absolutely fascinating. We're 20 feet less from them. The mamas are carrying the little babies on their backs, and the big males are fighting in little groups and then shepherding their harem further down the uh, the mountainside. Truly an amazing experience. Frankly speaking, you know, sometimes when you be in such nature, in natural beauty, I mean, words are not enough to describe. Well said, I couldn't agree more. Crouching in the tussock grass surrounded by hundreds of gelada baboon was a primeval and incredible experience. In the next part of the show, we'll be travelling to the historical heartland of Ethiopia to two UNESCO World Heritage Sites that are totally unique, 
the mysterious Aksum, land of the Queen of Sheba, and to the incredible rock-hewn churches of Lalabella. Don't go away, you're listening to The Chris Robinson Travel Show. If you visited findyourford.ca during Ford employee pricing and discovered that you pay what Ford employees pay, you may have side effects of outrageous confidence. Symptoms include uncontrollable smiling, feelings of happiness and invincibility, confidence swagger when you walk, and no more nightmares. Now, who doesn't want those side effects? Get over 6000 in total price adjustments on the 2017 Mustang GT Premium. Plus, Costco members get an additional 1000 bucks. When you pay what Ford employees pay, it's easy to get into a Ford. Get your employee price at findyourford.ca or your local Toronto Ford store. You're 50 plus, plus meaning over 50, plus wiser, plus more frugal, plus you care about security and certainty. Why not then switch your home and auto insurance to the McLennan Group, to plans tailored to 50 plus. And there's no plus to the price, just the opposite. Discounts for CARP members and a one-year CARP membership when you get a McLennan Group quote at carpinsurance.ca. The McLennan Group Insurance, Inc., recommended by CARP, and another plus to being 50 plus. Did you know that Natural Calm Ionic Magnesium is the number one selling product out of 7,500 natural health products in the U.S.? Natural Calm helps with sleep, muscle pain, migraines, and heart health, and it is highly absorbable, better tasting, and the most loved form of magnesium on the market. Get yours today where natural health products are sold, or go to naturalcalm.ca for information and a free sample. Natural Calm. Proceeds go to organicsfororphans.org. The Hat Rock Revival returns July 7th and 8th, featuring the Rock Pack. Rock's most iconic singers in a two-hour classic rock extravaganza. Saturday, July 8th, Lou Graham of Foreigner. Jerry of Journey, Greg Rowley of Santana, Bobby Kimball of Toto, and John Payne of Asia. Also included in the two-day camping festival, Honeymoon Sweet, David Wilcox, Colin James, and more. Tickets are going fast. Get yours now at HaveRockRevival.com. Hi, I'm Cherry Tab, co-founder of the Herzig Eye Institute, and we do vision correction on chickens. It's true. Afterwards, when they're not feeling chicken anymore, they always say, I don't know why I was so nervous. That was so easy. Thank you. Thank you for holding my hand and answering my questions and taking such good care of me. So what are you waiting for? Google High Definition Vision. Learn about Herzig. Call us for a consultation. There's no charge. Look after yourself. Promise me. To find greatness, you must depart from the familiar. So go boldly in the striking 2017 Cadillac XT5 SUV, equipped with the Cadillac of intelligent all-wheel drive systems. Lease at 254 bi-weekly at 0.9% for 48 months with 2900 down, including a $3,500 credit. Some conditions apply. Wherever you go this summer, go with confidence. Visit your Cadillac showroom for details. Your Cadillac is waiting. Seeing the world through your radio. You're listening to the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back to the Chris Robinson Travel Show. I have journeyed almost as far north as it's possible to go in Ethiopia, to Aksum, the oldest continuously occupied city in sub-Saharan Africa. And I'm about to take a time trip through Ethiopia's deepest history. Around 1000 BC, the legendary Queen of Sheba reigned over an empire from here in Aksum. Legend has it that she visited King Solomon in Jerusalem, and upon her return to Ethiopia, she bore his son, Menelik. 
Menelik later visited Jerusalem to reunite with his father, and Ethiopians believe that he brought back the original Ark of the Covenant to Aksum. I visited the place where it's said to reside, but only one monk is allowed to enter the Holy of Holies, and only he knows the secret for sure. Menelik was the first of Solomon's dynasty, one that lasted through 237 kings and 3,000 years, ending with Emperor Haile Selassie's death in 1975. One king we'll recognize is King Basen, better known to us as Balthazar. He's one of the Magi who attended the Nativity in Bethlehem. And yes, of course, you can visit his stone tomb here in Aksum. But I started at the very beginning of it all, at the Queen of Sheba's palace. Well, we're in the wonderful Aksum. This is really where the cradle of Ethiopian civilization began. And we're standing overlooking some magnificent ruins of 55 rooms, I believe, of a palace which is ascribed to the Queen of Sheba. Aksum was one of the top four powerful civilizations or empires of that time. I mean, like the Romans, the Greeks, the Persia, and the Chinese. And now in front of us is, I mean, the most legendary, the most beautiful queen of our world, Queen of Sheba, was ruling today's Ethiopia, Sudan, Saudi Arabia, and Yemen from here, from this ruins that are in front of us. And we are looking at the remains of that very first dynasty, the, the, the palace of the Queen of Sheba. I can't believe we're here. We're right in the far north of, of the country here, um, almost in the Eritrean border. But Aksum is a magical place to, to start telling the story, really, of the history of Ethiopia. Yeah, it was in Aksum where I mean, Ethiopians first mint their own coin as we have visited the museum. And it was the uh, Saint Yared, the composer of the Ethiopian Orthodox saints were also born here in Ethiopia. Queen of Sheba and her son, Minilik, was here. And it was Minilik first who brought the Ark of the Covenant from Israel with the Ten Commandments that God gave to Moses at Mount Sinai. The great stelae of Aksum are UNESCO World Heritage Site. They were erected around 100 to 300 AD as a monument to the greatness of the Aksumite kings, and they are the largest stone obelisks the world has ever seen. Much like the pyramids of the Egyptian pharaohs, they marked the king's transition into the afterlife. Up to 33 metres high, that's 100 feet, the stelae are decorated like staircases to God, and they stand sentinel over a labyrinth of tombs down below. Christianity came very early to Ethiopia. It was one of the first two countries in the world to adopt Christianity as its state religion when the Aksumite king Izana was converted to the new religion spreading out from the Holy Land in 340 AD. Aksum is the site of the remains of the oldest church in Ethiopia and this was where the Ethiopian Orthodox Church was founded. But perhaps the most stunning relics of early Christianity are to be found in Lalibela, a short flight southeast from Aksum. So that is where my journey took me next. Gondor was a magnificent medieval site. Aksum was mysterious and ancient. But now we've come to the number one attraction in the whole of Ethiopia. 
and we stand beside one of the most amazing sights I think I have ever seen in my life. To explain more, I'm with our local guide, Fikru. Fikru, welcome to The Travel Show. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, good to have you here. Thank you for sharing this simply stunning sight. Can you give me an idea as to where it fits in history between Gonda and Aksum? In Ethiopian history, we have had three different dynasties. Uh, the first one is the Aksum. And during the time, the capital was Aksum, which is further north. And the second one is the Zagwe. And during the Zagwe period, the capital was Roha. And Roha is the old name of this town. And the name Lalibala taken after the king. And Gondor. So it is between Aksum and Gondor, which is 12th century. So 12th century, this is the time of uh, the Crusades when Richard the Lionheart was on the throne in, in England. But here in Ethiopia, an amazing feat of engineering, architecture and devotion was undertaken. One of the things I think that, that strikes me most is it the vision. I, it's almost impossible to understand the vision that, that said we are going to build into the living rock rather than, as everyone else in the world does, build up. Uh, yes, what makes the Lalibala Rokyuan Church is unique is that they're not really built up but cut out. Even we don't use the term built because these are not made out of two, three different uh, materials but one rock. So uh, you can see, uh, you know, they started from the top and cut down, detached all sides. So everything is the same material or the same rock. So it is hewn out rock, uh, hewn out churches. So that makes them special or unique. They are as I say, quite an incredible sight. We're up on a, a huge uh, rock promontory and then the rock just gives way to this huge great trench around these uh, these churches and you go down into the cool depths and then you enter these churches. It's a surreal experience, isn't it? Yeah, it's really, uh, it's really unique and amazing and, you know, and an extraordinary engineering. So imagine they started from the level of the ground, cut down, detached all sides. And then not only that, and they all are also networked or connected each other by tunnels and trenches. So one can go from church to church either through a tunnel or through a trench. And those tunnels and trenches are also with dual purpose, like passage, at the same time to let the water out. And these are single monoliths cut from the living rock and then hewn out on the inside to create these these churches. It's just an amazing feat. It's really an amazing I mean, an amazing work, and we strongly believe that this was done with the help of angels. So even the technique, as I have said, is unique. They start from the top, cut down, again through the doors. They went all the way up, or they impeded it. So the technique in general is negativity, taking the material out. So you have to be good in measurement, you have to be good in mathematics, because there is no room for a mistake. That's really a unique skill. These 11 churches are regarded as the most significant structure in sub-Sahara Africa, and I can understand why. And we're perhaps standing by the most wonderful example of all of those 11, and that's St. George's. Yes, St. George, as you can see, is really unique, and it's in the shape of cross, freely standing. When I mean that, all sides are detached from the mother rock and in the shape of cross. The thing that strikes me most, perhaps, is that this isn't a museum of archaeology. This isn't some dried ruin. These are sites of veneration that the devoted have been coming to, the pilgrims have been coming to, for almost 1,000 years. Yes, you're right. You know, we strongly believe that the Lalibala Rokyo and Jerusalem is the recreation of Jerusalem. And people come from different parts of the country 
because there is a belief that pilgrims to Lalibel as they share the same blessing as pilgrims to Jerusalem. So you can imagine how important it is. And even never been abandoned for a single day since accomplishing and still functioning every day, every morning, churches are open for a service. That's really unique. And it's not, it's not a museum, rather a living heritage. To wander around Lalibela is um, a unique experience. To hear the, the chanting, to, to see the pilgrims, uh, and to wander the subterranean passageways that link these different churches. Uh, it's to be transported back in time and space. Thank you very much for showing me around. Thank you very much, and very much happy to have you here. It is sunset on the day of my visit to Lalibela, and the magic of the place remains strongly with me. It's been rightly described as the eighth wonder of the world, this living shrine hewn out of the living rock. As I watch a spectacular sunset over endless ranges of mountains from the appropriately named Mountain View Hotel in Lalibela, I'm wondering how the, this land of origins could possibly follow this treasure of humanity. We shall see. Because in the final part of this show, I'll be flying to Arba Minch to explore the cultural mosaic of the south of Ethiopia, to meet remote tribes, boat on the African Rift Valley lakes amidst hippos and crocodiles and see faint echoes of the civilizations that used to live in these ancestral landscapes. You're listening to The Chris Robinson Travel Show. Don't go away. It affects the lives of over 3 million Canadians. It's incontinence. And we at HealthWick are here to help. If you or a loved one are dealing with problems of bladder control, you need to go to healthwick.ca today, where you can shop from Canada's largest selection of brand names and sizes, including Prevail. With hundreds of incontinence products, we at HealthWick will find the best solution for you, so you can get back to living. Healthwick.ca helping people take care. Retirement Miramichi. What is it about this East Coast dream that has residents saying we should have moved here years ago? Is it the low cost of living? The location on New Brunswick's spirited Miramichi River? In a word, yes. Or in the words of a resident, this is as close to heaven as you're going to get. Get a little closer online at retirenb.ca and move in now to Retirement Miramichi. Hey, listen to this. Now you don't have to leave the house or office to enjoy tasty local eats. Hundreds of your favorite local restaurants now offer food delivery exclusively through skipthedishes.com or the Skip the Dishes app. Order delivery from the Burgers Priest, Burrito Boys, The Works Burger, Turtle Jacks, and more. Ordering food from local restaurants you love has never been easier. Just go to skipthedishes.com. Browse restaurant menus, choose what you want to eat, and then place your order. You can even watch live GPS so you know exactly when your food arrives. Skip the Dishes is easy, convenient, and always free to use. Download the Skip the Dishes app or go to skipthedishes.com today and get $7 off your first delivery over $15. Just use promo code ZOOMER, that's ZOOMER, for $7 off your first order at skipthedishes.com. Now available in Mississauga, Brampton, Etobicoke, Hamilton, and Kitchener-Waterloo. Go to skipthedishes.com now to find out if we're in your city. You and your doctor have been working together to treat your depression, and still your insurance company denies your long-term disability claim. My name is Aaron Waxman, and if your insurance company is ignoring your doctor and denying your disability claim, call me at 416-661-4878. And don't worry about upfront legal fees, because there are none. 
At my law firm, we only get paid when you get paid. And before you call, you should always remember that there are no bad questions. 416-661-4878 or on your cell phone at Pound LTD. Thousands of air conditioners will break this summer. Don't let yours be one. Get a select new air conditioner with no monthly payments and interest for 18 months from Reliance Home Comfort. Plus, with our industry-leading service, you can get next-day installation or we'll give you $500, guaranteed. Avoid a costly breakdown. Visit ReliancehomeComfort.com and make no monthly payments and interest for 18 months. At Reliance, we're not comfortable until you are. Conditions apply. Interest accrues 18 months from installation date. OAC. Crossing oceans and borders with no passport required. You're listening to the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back to the Chris Robinson Travel Show, traveling in Ethiopia. I have flown to the south of Ethiopia now, to Arba Minch in the Great African Rift Valley. And here I plan to take a boat trip on Lake Chamo, which is just one of a string of wildlife-rich lakes in the Rift Valley and is part of the Nechsar National Park. Today we will have a trip on the Lake Chamo. Lake Chamo and Lake Abaya, uh, some part of them are belongs to the Nechsar National Park. Chamo means the people who live around the Gamo people. Uh, what Chamo means, not good water, maybe because of the crocodile. Well, dear my friend, we are privileged men tonight as we stand on the edge of the great rift valley of Africa, looking out as the night sky starts to darken, listening to the cicadas in the background, and after a wonderful experience on Lake Charmo. The Great Rift Valley is the only geographical feature that can be seen from the moon. You know, we are lucky to be in this area. We really are. We have flown south from Addis Ababa and uh, we've come to a Paradise Lodge, literally it's called Paradise Lodge, perched on the edge of the cliffs here, overlooking the Twin Lakes uh, here in the Great African Rift Valley. One of these lakes we've just returned from on a boat ride and seen really some wonderful African wildlife. Yeah, unlike the northern part of Ethiopia, which is very famous for the long, long history, we are now in the south part of uh, the, the country which is known for green forest, wildlife, bird species, and different ethnic groups. There is even a warthog uh, just trotting by the, the swimming pool here earlier. And on the lake itself, we have seen countless hippopotamus, uh, crocodiles, fish eagle up in the tree, and some amazing uh, wildlife uh, just around the shores. Yeah, I mean, we have only uh, had a boat ride of an hour, but uh, we have seen maybe 20-plus hippos, 20-plus very big crocodiles, and, uh, you know, very rich bird species too. And the scenery as well, with the sheer walls of the Rift Valley on either side, rising up into the clouds in the distance, and that storm that rolled in like a big black midnight cloud. We just got off the lake in time before it hit. And this is Africa. You know, uh, when uh, we were riding the boat with those animals and the amazing landscape, the sunset and the rain. It's good to be with you here, well done. Thank you, Chris. 
Just when you think that there can be no more wonderful surprises, Ethiopia provides yet more. Here in the southwest corner of the country, in the Konzo and Lower Omo regions, are dozens of peoples living their lives in culturally distinctive communities that have remained unchanged for centuries. One of these, the Konzo people, have such an amazing society that the Konzo cultural landscape has been recognized as a UNESCO World Heritage Site, the fifth we've encountered on this trip. So Kashale is our local guide here, and you've taken us to one of the 11 UNESCO-listed villages here called Gamole. Can you tell us what we're seeing here in Gamole? What we have seen, the structure of the village, um, the stone walls around the village, and these stone walls are for protection, you know, defensive against enemy. As long time ago, they fought with other tribes. There are community houses in the village where the boys spend the night to take care of the village. And also, there is, in council culture, there is no sex before marriage, so that's the reason why the boys, when they get the age of 12 years old, they start to sleep in the community house. And there are generation poles where the generation taking the responsibility of the village for 18 years, and then after 18 years they transfer to another group. You know, and these groups and the main responsibility of these groups is to ensure the security of the village, maintaining the walls, and uh, if there is any conflict coming, they are the one who is going in front to fight against the enemy. And each of these generation poles represents 18 years of a generation, and I think there are no less than 43 generation poles in this village. Yeah, because we don't have any written documents. It's already based, and by counting the number of the trees and you multiply by 18, you can tell how old is the village. The defensive walls go in concentric circles around the hilltop, the oldest being 700 years old? Yeah, actually the Inir, the, the first wall, it's more than 700 years old because as a village starts from the top and they extend it down, the first wall, it's uh, the oldest wall. And then there are passageways uh, lined by these great stone walls that are like a, a warren, a maze up there. And Kashali, without you, we'd have got completely lost. It's an amazing place. And the main reason why they have this very narrow streets, also defensive mechanism. If the enemy enters to the village, the enemy can lost easily. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been uh, such a, a privilege to see around this village. Thank you. I've come to the end of the road at Termi. It's a village close to the Kenya border in the southern Rift Valley of Ethiopia. This is the Lower Omo region where 16 distinct ethnic cultures still live lives little changed over time. I have come to a village of the Hama people. They wear their hair in ochred braids which highlight their striking faces. The women are bare-breasted but with many adornments of copper and cowrie shell beads around their necks and arms. The children, well, they wear only beaming smiles. We have come to their extended family compound to experience their famous dance ritual called the Evangadi and it's a riveting display. They stand in a circle against the setting sun on these plains of Africa. And they call each other out in turn to provide their jumping prowess amongst the group, all admired by the, the ladies of the village. It's a wonderful and privileged sight for those people who come all the way south as far as it's possible to go here in Ethiopia. 
It's a window into another world, another culture, another age. And in Ethiopia is perhaps one of the last places on earth where a traveller can come and witness scenes like this that have been happening since the dawn of time itself. From the far south of Ethiopia, I have flown back to Addis Ababa aboard Ethiopian Airlines to meet, appropriately, with Tigiste Terefe from the airline. And I have to say that Ethiopian is the only airline to fly directly year-round from Canada to Africa. Yes, that's right. Ethiopian Airlines, we have a direct service to Toronto. Uh, we fly three times weekly with our modern fleet. And uh, Ethiopian Airlines, being a Star Alliance member... We have connecting flights very conveniently from Montreal uh, in Canada. And you, you have a huge connecting network uh, from Addis Ababa once you arrive here too, I believe. That's correct. Uh, Addis Ababa being our hub, we have uh, more 40 plus destinations in Africa. We can say we fly to all countries in Africa. Very convenient connection. Since we fly to 95 international destinations globally, and Addis Ababa being our hub, we, we can say we have a very good reach in the African continent. And I flew on your Dreamliner from Canada and on Bombardier planes, of course, within the country. And they're all new planes. That's correct. We've also recently acquired the Airbus 350. We have four fleets right now and uh, expecting to get more. And I was fortunate enough, too, to travel here on Cloud9, your superb business class. Oh, that's right. The Cloud9 is an equivalent of our first-class premium service, where you get an Ethiopian hospitality, the Ethiopian-flavored cuisine, and a warm hospitality of our flat attendants. Yes, it's just like stepping into Ethiopia the moment you board the plane in Toronto. Absolutely, sir. Thank you so much, Tigiste. I have flown Ethiopian now seven times in 13 days. And though I'll be very sad to leave this wonderful country, I know my flight back to Canada will be enjoyable and comfortable aboard Ethiopian Airlines. Thank you very much. Ethiopia is a hugely welcoming country and has been assessed the safest country in Africa. Travelling here has been a wonderful experience. I have journeyed from the very beginnings of human history with Lucy over three million years ago through a blaze of African empires from the Queen of Sheba to Aksum's mysterious stelae to the dawn of Christianity, Lalabella's amazing rock-hewn churches and the medieval castles of Gonda, and on to modern, booming Addis Ababa. In the south of the country, I've experienced man and nature in timeless harmony amidst the scenic grandeur of Africa's Great Rift Valley. But my journey has come to an end. My thanks to Weldy and the team at Ethiopia Tourism, as well as to Birhan Abata at Ethiopian Airlines here in Canada. To find out more, visit ethiopia.travel. To get to here, check out ethiopianairlines.ca for direct flights from Toronto to Addis Ababa. And as always, for images of my travels through this spectacular destination, go to chrisrobinsontravelshow.com and click the links to my travel blog and Pinterest board on Ethiopia. Until next week, Ishi Chow, as they say here in Ethiopia, and cheerio from the Chris Robinson Travel Show. Hi, 
Hi, Chris Robinson here again with news and views from the world of travel. And happy birthday, Canada. Our 150th birthday is being celebrated in events all over the country, especially, of course, in our nation's capital, as we related on the travel show a couple of weeks ago. But there's an event taking place here in Toronto this long weekend that hasn't received as much coverage as perhaps it should, and is perfect for getting out and having fun on our great birthday bash. The Red Path Waterfront Festival runs July 1st to 3rd. It is featuring the Royal Canadian Navy for the first time in Harbour Square Park from Saturday to Monday. The public is invited to join the Navy for their daily run, test their fitness in a Navy-themed obstacle course, watch the Navy cook-off and tour the decks of two coastal defence vessels. Parks Canada will be located in Harbour Square Park to celebrate the fascinating heritage behind our national parks, historic sites and marine conservation areas. Take an Arctic dip or paddleboard on the Great Lakes with their interactive green screen photo booth or learn about the northern discoveries of the Franklin shipwreck. The Waterfront Artisan Market returns to HTO Park with 50 top artisans, crafters, chefs and bakers. Browse and shop for finely crafted jewellery, unique works of art, delicious foods and special gifts. Those who are looking to discover food will find more than 20 food vendors. The Ulti Mutts Stunt Dog Show runs Sunday and Monday, featuring non-stop tricks from adorable rescue pups. Take a break and experience live music, dance demos, live art and buskers at the Wave Decks. And on Monday, there will be a grand finale parade of sail with all participating ships plus unique local vessels. The ships will tour the harbour and then sail along Toronto's dock wall from west to east. Admission to the festival is free and a detailed list of scheduling and programming information is available on the festival website at towaterfrontfest.com. The deal of the week is also linked to our country's birthday celebrations. The Globus family of brands, that's Globus, Cosmos, Monograms and Avalon Waterways, is celebrating Canada's 150th birthday with a sale of $150 off per person from every 2017 tour over six days in duration. All you have to do is to book by July 11 to take advantage of the sale, which will apply to tours as diverse as African safaris and Icelandic explorations, Canadian train journeys and European river cruises. Transat are also marking the celebrations with new Canada Day sales offering deals on both flights and packages. Transat Holidays has discounts to Europe, the South, Florida and Canada. Bookings must be made by July 3 for travel August 1 to November 30. Transat's sale applies to over 60 destinations in all, including South package deals to Cuba, Mexico, Jamaica and the DR. Also Florida package deals and cruise vacations. With Air Transat, there are deals on flights to London, Amsterdam and Rome. See your travel agent for all the details. Next week on The Travel Show, have you ever wondered where the movers and shakers of the travel industry go for their own vacations and what the experts look for in their personal travel experiences? Well, this is your chance to listen in as I sit down with Vanessa Lee, one of the travel world's acknowledged gurus, to find out her travel secrets, her insider's tips and to tap her lifetime of knowledge about the world of cruising. Do drop in at the chrisrobinsontravelshow.com website for the details of this show. And while you're there, look for the links to my travel blog and Pinterest board about my recent journey to Ethiopia. And don't forget to tune in next Saturday or Sunday at 11am here on Zuma Radio to join me as we sail the seven seas with Vanessa Lee 
here on the Chris Robinson Travel Show.